Welcome to season two of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Chris, and if you're new to the podcast, we're three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, welcome back. We'll keep things similar to season one. After all, if it isn't broke, then don't fix it. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our season one content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at craftbeercons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brett. And with us today is producer Scott. Hi, yeah, Scott. And he's Scotty Scotty. doesn't know what he's getting into today. Let me tell you <laughs> it's, that. It's true. <laughs> uh, so in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Clifford Brewing Company, which is in Hamilton, Ontario. Yeah, not the new Big Red Dog movie. Um, <laughs> we are, as always, we're having two beers. The okay. first is our flagship, which is the Porter, also the same name. Mm-hmm. And the second one is called Spider Palace which is one of their new releases, and it's a white stout. Nice. Interesting. Yeah, and to finish up the episode today, we're going to share our favorite children's books when we were growing up. So stay tuned for that. All right, so we're talking about Clifford, and it is located at 398 Nash Road, Unit 1 North. Okay, good. Uh, very, very specific, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually located just off the QEW and Red Hill Valley Parkway, uh, which uh, we'll talk about, Tyler. I think that's the route we took to get there. Yes. Uh, in an industrial area of Hamilton, uh, certainly is. And the brewery opened their 10,000 square foot facility. That's right, 10,000 square feet. In 2018. Well, sometimes you gotta have enough uh, square footage to fit the dog in there, right? Oh, that's a good point. I thought I thought it was not the big red dog. Uh, okay, I'm done with the Cole Clifford big red dog references uh, <laughs> for now. For yeah, now. until so the, the end. The brewery yeah. name was launched in 2015 by Brad Clifford, who had begun in the Ontario craft beer scene back in 2009, and he was first acknowledged as an award-winning homebrewer. Mm, Amazing. Nice. I didn't That's know it. they had awards for homebrewers. <laughs> they do now. Yeah. Or at least in 2009 they did. Uh, <laughs> they before, did then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> before venturing into commercial brewing. Yeah. So Clifford has a 35 hectoliter brew house along with two parts of a hectoliter pilot system from, you know, experience of Get Well Nano Brewery in Toronto, which is where he had perfected both the Porter and the Pinball Wizard recipes. And so we'll kind of talk about the decor and the, the brewery itself in a bit. Yeah. Um, now, Brad, great guy. Um, also brewed with a brewery in Waterloo before getting, you know, kind of into the contract breweries, um, or sorry, some of the beers into the LCBO back in 2016. So it's been this progressive journey essentially from 2009 all the way forward. And we can kind of see that progression in some of the beers while staying true to some of the originals, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So because uh, Clifford also started in the contract brew process, Clifford offers other startup licensed breweries the opportunity to brew and be as hands-on in the brewing process, even when it comes to recipe, brand development, everything else like that. Right. So again, kind of, that giving back, if you will, to the community, right? Yeah. So, I mean, before we kind of go into some of these other bulleted points that we already have written down, maybe we should have just a general conversation about kind of who went. And we, we did a bit of a tour and a, a bit of a Yes, stop please it, right? tell me who went to Clifford. That would be great. Please inform me of who went. Well, I mean, Tyler and I went. Oh. Uh, it's not like you weren't invited. 
it's true. I had to do this thing called work. You and Scott were invited, yeah. um, so don't don't pretend like you weren't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we, yeah, we took a little tour uh, up to Hamilton, uh, and we talked to Brad for a, a good chunk a of time. Amount of time yeah. um, they were getting ready for a craft beer festival that was taking place that day, so it was right. nice for him to kind of take time out of doing that to speak with us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like the the brewery kind of off the beaten path a little bit, like we a, mentioned. A little bit. Off the QW. Take, yeah. Take the one exit, you hang a left, and then you're looking at the general stereotypical kind of uh, industrial type of setting, right? Yeah. But when, once you walk into the brewery, Shocked. it's actually humongous. I was surprised. Yeah. So we're looking at it from the outside, and on the face of it, it looks kind of smaller. Yeah. But as soon as we walked in, I think we both looked at each other and was like, I did not expect this at all. Oh, yeah. Like you can. And it's really nice because they've got a total open, like all the tanks and everything are open. So you can see everything. Um, you know, they've got their bar up front. They've got a stage where they, they have music. Uh, they, they do a lot of live music at the brewery. Uh, and then a ton of tables. Yeah, like, yeah, it, like we said, 10,000 square feet. It's It definitely feels like 10,000 square feet. They utilize that space. And not only that, but they also had a bit of an outdoor patio. Right. And they took that outdoor patio and also moved it inside as well. So there were some picnic tables that we sat at. Um, I mean, there were some high top kind of bar tables as well. Yeah. And then they've decorated with their, um, like, I don't know, their, their can art essentially as posters. And yes. so that was kind of spread throughout the whole entire building. And we're going to put some of the pictures, obviously, on our uh, our Instagram, uh, so that way you can enjoy them just as much as we did. But I mean, we'll talk about it when it comes to Canner. But their graphic designer it does a great job, and this is what Brad, you know, talked about as well. Is mm-hmm. we kind of come up with an idea for a beer title, a name, and we give it to the graphic designer, and then they just come up with this amazing can art. Yeah. And then they take that can art and replicate it for posters. There was records that they had. Yeah. There's additional like swag, whatever it is. And we'll see that when we, we talk about some of the can art later. I'm sure Brett, you're gonna talk about that. Like yeah, oh, yeah. I'm big big guy about can art, right? Yeah. Um so Glad you guys had a wonderful time. It was it was really good, and we really appreciate Brad taking the time uh, out of his day to really sit down with us and, and go through some of the beers and yeah. talk about styles. And that's what really kind of curated the beers that we're having on this episode because we were going to go a different way with it. Mm-hmm. And he said, "You know what? Maybe do this. This is what we're more known." You know, for. I, I'm yeah. going to give a big shout out to Brad because you took literally time out of your day to speak with you two guys. Yeah. Like, that <laughs> takes a lot of yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, but speaking of Clifford, they actually won the 2019 Canadian Brewery of the Year. Yes, they that's, did. That's, Huge. like, all of Canada. Was, a lot of breweries. Is that what that meant? Okay. And they were at, like, number one. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's certainly, they have... I believe they have that award on display. <laughs> I sure as hell would. Um, and <laughs> we got pictures of all the awards. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they have a bunch of awards. Uh, all of the awards. And, and, you know, obviously that was something um, that Brad said to us, like, very, obviously very proud of, right? Like, right. I mean, Brewery of the Year in, in the entire country, like, that's yeah. that's nothing to sneeze at. And yeah. to think about where he started in terms of the home brewing and then the contract brew with Getwell Nano and then, sure. you know, brewing in Waterloo and then starting up his own, right? Like, it's... Come yeah, full circle now. Exactly. Now he's known as having a award-winning brewery, and the beers themselves and all their um, you know awards are listed on the website. And you will probably share pictures on the uh, the old Instagram, if you will. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. Yeah. Right? So they, they started really again going back to the roots with yeah. three brands: so the Porter, Pinball Wizard, and then the East Hamilton Lager. 
Um, so, I mean, now they have untapped anywhere up to 16 different ones, right? So, the yeah. it, again, it's off the beaten path. This is a brewery you want to go to in Hamilton. Um, they've got a lot of good beers. Yeah, right? and, and, like, it's kind of on... So, they have the East Hamilton Lager, so it's on the east side of town. Mm-hmm. And what Brad was kind of explaining is they make beers that kind of cater to the type of people that live in that area. The demographic there. Yeah. So they do a lot of darker beers like porters and stouts, which we're going to have on the episode, but also a lot of lagers because that's what, you know, people in that area, he's heard from them that that's what they enjoy. So he's, he's brewing it for them. You got to brew to the masses instead of what you like. Well, that's just it. And that's what he said, right? Being more of an industrial uh, kind of environment. Um, You got more blue collar workers that are used to your traditional kind of Bud Lights, Coors. So let's do some light lagers and and bring that crowd in. And it's worked out really well. You're not going to see many like hazy IPAs from them or Sours. Uh, sours, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. So on Untapped, they have 66 currently uh, current list of beers that they've made. Uh, so some of the highest ratings with more than 100 ratings, because you can't really judge it based on three ratings. Um, <laughs> the Imperial Porter, and they're known for the Porter, but the Imperial Porter, look at that. It's a little top notch. Yeah. Uh, 3.91. Double Wide, which was actually a double IPA. So maybe oh, yep. that one was a little bit off the beaten path, 3.9. Yep. And then the Bourbon Barrel Aged Porter at a 3.89. Nice. Nice. So uh, obviously he's taken that Porter recipe. And he's, you know, played around with, played it, around a with it a little bit, bit yeah. right? Um, so we should not really talk about the beers we've had. Yeah. Um, looks like you guys did a bit of market research last night. Uh, we did. Of, we in did. In terms of <laughs> developing a real palette for Clifford. Uh, so I have had five of them. Uh, so I've had the Artificial Paradise, Marigold, the Chainlink Lager. And I'll get into that. Uh, we were talking about the graphic design earlier. Mm-hmm. The Chainlink Lager, if you've got a chance to pick it up from the brewery or the LCBO, because I know it's in a few of them. Um, it's got a weird vibe to it, almost. You know, if you're if you're tactile, yeah, it, tactile, it, right? it, yeah, it's it's a great can art, and yeah, very uh, the textured, uh, you know, can wrap, yes. which is. I, I made a comment at the brewery, right? I you think. did. I said, oh, that's a nice, that has a nice feel that's to it. That's a nice looking can yeah. there you got. And, and he was like, yeah, no, we're actually really proud of this. Yeah. You know, kind right. of can hurt. And, yeah. and it's it's different, right? Uh, also had the uh, Devil's Punch Bowl, which is one of the very, very few India Pale lagers that you'll see out there. Yeah. And I've had uh, the porter before in a taster glass, but I'm looking forward to having a full pint of it today. Nice. Uh, Do you want to Yeah, because yeah, it's keep, very, very quick. Keep going. Uh, he had one. The Devil's Punch Bowl. That's okay. it. He's, he hasn't had anything else. Yeah, right. He's going to have two more today, but uh, you know, it's almost like he's pulling a Chris. <laughs> Last couple episodes, you know, yeah, Chris was like, Ugh, I haven't true. done anything. Way to go, Scott. Well, I, I will say, I was at one before our market research. And, so, I, and I was at two. Yeah. Now, do you want me to list them off? Because I got them here. Yeah, go for it. So last night, um, we, we did the market research. Uh, we had the Imperial Porter. We had Obscured by Clouds, which is a wit beer. Uh, we had the chain link lager, which uh, Brett was talking about earlier on with the tactile kind of can. Yeah. The crusher light lager. Uh, you're going to see a trend in this. The fruit fruition fruited sour, which is a blood orange guava, which was actually one of our better ones. Um, it was a very good sour. And we were told that, you know, people don't go to uh, Clifford for their sours. I'm telling you, I would go back to Clifford for this sour. For the sour, yeah. It, it was a good yeah, it was really good. The Dark Streets of London, which is an extra special uh, strong bitter beer. And that sounds the, like here, right? Dark Streets of London. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Devil's Punch Bowl, as previously discussed. Yeah. And then the East Hamilton Lager, which we had too. So, And I'm just hoping that both of you guys uh, found safe rides home. 
Well, oh, Tyler was at his home. Um, it's a safe and, ride. Yep. And and thankfully, his fiance uh, drove me home. You know so what? yes, we certainly did not drink and drive, and we also split the beers. So we, yes, okay. we we yeah. did not have full beers. We did we did split them. So good really, stuff. Really only came out to about four craft beers, but always drive safe. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Clifford, as Chris mentioned earlier, does allow um, music. There's a lot of music, and I think they're filled up pretty much every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Yeah, a lot of live music. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you can bring outside food. So you want some Domino's pizza and maybe a porter? You come on in, right? Yeah, yeah bring your Domino's. Get the delivery there. Exactly. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. And speaking of delivery, good tie-in. Uh, <laughs> there's a minimum $40 free uh, fee for free delivery within the Hamilton area and $15 flat shipping across Ontario with absolutely no minimum purchase. Wow. Nice. Well, if you are in the Hamilton area and you want to visit Clifford, you can drop by Monday to Wednesday between 12 and 6, Thursday 12 to 8, or Friday to Saturday 12 to 9. So uh, we'll certainly link all of their information on our social media so you can uh, check them out. Okay. Can we ride on to the first beer? Yeah. Let's go. All right. We've cleared the big red dog out of the room. And we are back. <laughs> uh, Emily Elizabeth is going to be real happy about that. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so big thanks to Brad thanks, at Clifford. Brad. You know, the, he's the guy. The uh, guy. Who owns the brewery. Uh, thanks for coordinating us uh, to have the beers on the episode today and the sit-down chat. Really appreciate it. So the first beer we're going to have It's kind of today, a stand-up chat. Uh, well, we, we were, were sitting, sitting. He was standing. standing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're so technical. I know. So the first beer we're having today, as we mentioned, is their porter, which is called uh, the Porter. Oh. Uh, and it's a 5.9% ABV with 38 IBUs. Yeah. So this beer is noted as being rich and not too roasty. Mm. With a very pleasant mix of milk and dark chocolate notes against, you know, kind of like a raisiny backdrop. Mm. So imagine like an artisanal version of Glossettes. Oh, I love Glossettes. I haven't had a Glossette in a while. Me neither. So we'll see uh, we'll see what ends up happening there. So it's going to start off as kind of soft and only, you know, slightly sweet with kind of a hint of a charred wood leading to a very chocolatey mid-palate, you know, again, combining milk and dark chocolate flavors along with a touch of espresso and a hint of burnt sugar. Mm. Kind of more like that creme brulee kind of topping, if you will. Yeah. The finish has a faintly warming character with lingering dark chocolate and mocha. So I think we get a lot of reiteration of dark chocolate, mocha, dark chocolate, mocha, right? Yeah. And then, uh, yes, yeah, so this is, you know, a, a very black kind of beer, right? So um, That's Brett, a very long yeah, description. You know I of this love beer. the description you gave me that. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that it hits every note. <laughs> and I'm hoping it does too. So this beer um, has won a few awards, just like they've won the 2019 Canadian Beer of the Year. So I'm going to list them all for you. Okay, there's a lot of gold going on here. I so, like gold. Gold. So in the porter category, they won the 2014, 2016, and 2019 Canadian Brewing Awards. Mm. Okay, in the porter category. Save gold. your round of applause until we're done. Yeah. Gold, <laughs> 2015 and 2020 at the Ontario Brewing Awards. And they even ventured down to the other place down south called America. Um, and they won the um, gold in 2018 in the U.S. Open Beer Championship. Nope, not golf or tennis. Beer. <laughs> and silver in 2019. And you will have note that they uh, like to advertise that they are the 2019 gold medal winner and Canadian Brewing Awards Brewer of the Year on the flagship porter. Now, please, <laughs> applause. Awesome. And hold that. applause. 
Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see, they've they've won awards for this beer even before the brewery opened. So that's you know a testament again to Brad's home brewery skills, basically yeah, for sure. Because uh, we mentioned he won awards for that. So. Let's get to this beer on Untapped. You can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. So the overall rating for the Porter is 3.75 out of 5 with almost 6,000 check-ins. So healthy amount of check-ins. We did mention this is their flagship. Uh, so we are having it uh, out of the can today. Uh, there's uh, 2,695 can ratings with a 3.78 average. So a little bit over the overall average. And the draft is at 3.8 with uh, just under 600 check-ins. So again, as we mentioned this, um, having the tasters, right, normally does bring down, especially when you have a beer with more check-ins, does kind of bring down the overall rating, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and so with that being said, we've never had this beer. This wasn't tried at the brewery, and it was not uh, part of the market research last night. We did have the Imperial Porter, we did, though, yeah. which was in, I believe, in the 9% range yep. for alcohol and did not have the boozies. But we're not here to rate that. We're here for this one. So let's get uh, you know their glass in hand, and we're going to get the can in our other hand, and let's open her up. Ooh. Uh. Good sound. I haven't said that in a while. <laughs> yeah, <sound>. yeah. <laughs> well, as we pour this, we'll let you know that we are pouring it, or we are drinking it out of a nonic pint glass. So make sure to use your proper glassware. Yes. Pouring it out of the can into your glass. Yeah, that's where you, you want to pour usually it. Usually how it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, unless you're Chris. Sometimes you get the carpet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or you get your nose. Well, yeah, that's true. All right. So uh, what do we see here, fellas? We see a... Uh, what little, do we see? A little bit of a spilly spilly over here, I think, almost. On the, oh, we're good. It's running down your can. No, that's your glass in your hand. Yeah, it's the can. Ah, there that's you can. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> can. You're really tough to understand. What the it? aluminum thing in your hand. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Lefty Lucy. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's there you go. So, yeah, uh, we're looking at this. It's a general kind of porter, um, just on, on the looks. A little bit of a head on it, not nothing too kind of over the top, a little bit frothy, but yeah. again, depends on how you pour it. Kind of that tan head that you would expect from it. Um, Absolutely. I will say, getting in on uh, on the nose, a lot of chocolate coming through on the nose. Well, yeah, I'm getting that smoky chocolate, again, probably the roasted chocolate malts. Yeah. yeah. You did you guys hear me rhyme off that 13-paragraph description? I did. I can't remember everything that you mentioned. Well, at least I it wasn't as bad as this beer is made with malts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. So um, maybe without further ado, there's not a whole lot to kind of describe with this one, I don't think, right? Because the appearance is very similar to any other porter. And on the nose, I think we're all getting the same thing that was kind of in yep. the description. So why don't we uh, Let's have that, right? see what it's on the swallow? Man, I love that expression. What's on the swallow these days of beer? Tyler, go first. Let it's it on your sit. swallow. Yeah, I'm kind of let it sit there, right? Because with porters, I feel like you can take a sip and you have to really just let it go. It's it's whole gamut, right? Yeah. So I think there is, you know, for, I don't want to call this beer basic, but it is in the sense that like, it's not a pastry stout with a, a million adjuncts added in. It's just, you know, a, a pretty simple recipe, I think, right. but there's still a lot going on it with it in terms of you get different flavors at different points. So mm -hmm. I think initially I'm getting chocolate and then that kind of subsides and you get a little bit of coffee on the back end. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Oh, wait, wait, thank you. Uh, I definitely get a coffee in the back end. Again, that chocolate, it's, it's as you said, a basic porter, mm -hmm. but you know, well, it's won a bunch of awards, so you know you're going to get something good, mm -hmm. right? I think it definitely goes down delicately smooth okay. for a porter. 
Yeah. Um, also, speaking of the can again, um, you can see that the design there, again, nice and simple to the point. Mm -hmm. But also, again, one of those you see, it's like, oh, that sounds like something I'm going to have down the swallow very soon. Well, speaking of the of the can, like this is one of those beers where I've seen it in the LCBO probably every time I've gone in the LCBO. And I was actually really surprised that I've never had this beer before. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's one of those ones where I feel like I've had it. I think um, one of the the Sleeping Giant episode, Brett, you were like, I feel like I've had a bunch of these beers, but right. I haven't. That's yeah. kind of how I feel with this yeah, porter. For sure. Yeah. So what I'm what I'm picking out of this um, is more of that burnt smoky flavor on the back end mm -hmm. yeah and i think that kind of goes through is like there's an evolution of flavors from beginning to end yeah there is bitterness in this beer which is coming from like you said kind of like a burnt malt almost yeah. basically that yeah. smokiness so sometimes with porters and stouts you get that smokiness to overpower this Ooh. one does not yeah and i think when we compare like that burnt sugar i get that burnt sugar but it's a different burnt sugar than what you'd typically have in like as i mentioned that creme brulee yeah um this is more of a like it'd be a deeper burn if you if you will like a third degree instead yep. of that second degree kind of like yeah burn. apparently it, third degree is worse than second I've heard. yeah because it's not that sweet right no, like no no when you hear burnt sugar you might expect some sweetness but i don't really get much sweetness from Pro it. producer scott or scotty as some would say scotty uh, scotty um he thinks this is a a perfect beer for winter a perfect beer to leave for Santa, right? Because mm. Santa, after delivering all those gifts, does need a beer. That's a, that's a big day. It's a big work day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big work after day. all that milk, he's got to get some beer in him Yeah, as why well. wouldn't you? <laughs> so the top five flavor profiles. Number one, coffee. Yeah, coffee it is. I, yeah. almost, I almost think like I might start drinking coffee because we're having so many darker beers. That's that season two, right? It in is. In terms yeah. of... Uh, yeah, I don't want to get in that habit. Just no, I'm frugal. Yeah, decaf. Yeah. Uh, number two, dark. Yeah, it tastes dark. Yeah. Flavor, it tastes dark. dark. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah flavor uh, dark. Number three, sure. rich. Uh, see, I don't think it yeah. is that rich. Like, I it, think it could be richer. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it, it drinks light. Yeah, like, it could be than a five, five. It could be a five. Maybe they're getting that rich with that chocolatey kind of piece, and, right. and maybe that's where that's coming from. I would move rich down, but I could okay. see it in the top five. Okay, uh, number four, smooth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, good. I think it definitely is. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. I'm not going to move that up or no. Yeah, I yeah, think, I, th I okay. think so. Yeah. Okay. If Rich is moving down, then yes, I think historically <laughs> the process of elimination okay. will inevitably be moving up. Number five, a roasty. Yeah, it's roasty, but I, I'm surprised that chocolate isn't in here. Like, I would add right. chocolate somewhere, maybe mm -hmm. as the yeah, fourth too. or fifth, but... Just yeah. take Rich right off the list and put chocolate Yeah, in. I think so. Okay. I think yeah. so. All right. Well, why don't we see what other people on Untapped uh, kind of feel about this beer? Okay, so I have the first one, and this one is from Connor, and his uh, handle is Miller Light Maniac. Wow. And Big he's craft beer guy. Yeah. Big craft beer yeah, guy. Yeah. November 8th stated... Actually a great beer. Nice coffee-flavored porter and not too strong. Also, the Steelers are at 14 points on the Bears. Today is a good day. And I'm pretty sure, as I'm going to say, the Bears are who we thought they were. <laughs> and the Steelers did not let them off the hook. Anyway, uh, he gave the beer a 3.5 out of 5. Well, right. one thing about Connor, unfortunate that he's a Steelers fan, um, but I'm happy that he's cheering against the Bears. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying same with that. Yeah, I echo that. Uh, I've got the second one. So I've got Dave D and the handle is Dave Diviak on November 9th. A great porter, nice coffee flavored brew. Really enjoyed it and gave it a four out of five. Thanks, Dave. 
Yeah, nice. Good so job, Dave. I guess that's where I kind of come in now, and I get to start with our ratings. I I'm a little bit kind of between two, just because of where it started and where it's at, and the evolution of the taste. Did it get better or worse? It got, it got better, um, okay. it, but it didn't start out bad to begin with yeah, either. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm I'm gonna come in with a four on this one. I'm gonna mm. give it a four. It's a very um, as it is kind of beer. It says what it is, and it is an award winning. So you know what, four it is. Yeah, uh, so I'm actually going to go with a four as well. Um, I, you know, I, I think porters are, it's hard to kind of distinguish yourself with a porter. I think Clifford's done a good job of mm-hmm. making this kind of unique. Um, so, yeah, I can understand why they've won so many awards with this. Um, That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. The guy was probably going to pick up some Clifford Porters if you heard the noise in the background. Yeah. There. <laughs> I, I, I don't even have picked it up, to be honest. Oh, maybe. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. Uh, for me, uh, again, Great porter, um, basic, simple, exactly what you want. I'm going to give it a four as well. Producer mm. Scott, a little bit lower than me to three seven five. Breaking the trend. I know. Gosh. Look at Scotty. Yeah, and we said Scotty doesn't know. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't know. Has, <laughs> so that's going to over there. That's going to give us a overall of three point nine three seven five, which is going to be bumped up to the four because three of the four of us rated it. As four. we said. Scotty doesn't know. And Scott doesn't have a voice, so we're just going to bump it up to four. <laughs> Scott. Uh, so let's move on to beer number two. We are back. Yes, we are. And the second beer we're having today is called Spider Palace, which is a white stout. I and hate it, spiders. Yeah, I don't like Do you spiders. hate palaces? Nah, I can do it. I could do with palaces. It's spiders I don't like. Okay. A bit of a creepy kind of name to this beer. Yeah. Uh, so it comes in at 4.8% ABV with 25 IBUs. Okay. So this beer is labeled as, again, uh, aforementioned, the white stout. Uh, but it has almonds. I don't mm. think I've ever had a beer with almonds in it, but I guess we're going to find that one out. Coffee, yeah. lactose, and one of the best words to say in the English language, coca nibs. Wow. Jeez, scary. <laughs> Sorry, did I get excited there? Yeah, yeah a little bit. So, yeah, it's noted as like a blonde beer with all the character of a stout. You know, dark coffee and chocolate notes with a sweet almond flavor, as previously mentioned, and then a rich full body with a hint of lactose sweetness. Mm. So, interesting to see how this kind of comes out. Um, for you guys, more so, I have had this. I had this actually at the brewery when we did the brewery tour. Did. And I had it um, from Draft. So I'm interested to see w- if it holds up the same as the Draft or if it doesn't hold up the and same. And I did uh, hear that that rating was pretty high. I did give I went back and forth a bit and I actually uh, went to Brad and said, hey, what do you think? And he said, you know what? I'll take this. I said, I'll give you that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll save that that's for a, that's our, a taster our rating for later. section. Ooh, yeah. um, so on Untapped with this beer, it is a pretty new release. There's only 43 check-ins with an average rating of 3.95 bottle caps out of five. So the rating is pretty, pretty good. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's pretty good. Tyler. All right. Do your thing. Let's grab our glass, grab our can, and let's open her up. Oh, that was very synchronized. Yeah, well, we're looking for the Olympics coming hey, up here. we're brothers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, since we're having a, a stout today, we are drinking this out of a nonic pint glass, so make sure to use the proper glassware. Nice. All right. So on the eye if you will. It is a golden color, kind of like that crispy honey-ish kind of looking um, color, right? Yeah, they did say a blonde beer, so yeah. I, w- I would say that's I accurate. almost smell like a blonde coffee. Is that a thing? 
blonde coffee. I don't, I don't know. Is it? I, I, I assume Starbucks is going to have one of those, right? Yeah. I, again, so if you just close your eyes here, and if we would have just poured this, would you have known that it was a white stout, or would you kind of think that it is a normal stout, if you will? Normal. Yeah. Like this is this is a beer that plays mind games on you, right? So if, like you said, if you didn't see this, like let's say you just cracked the can and smelt it, you would think that it was a dark stout, yeah. right? Because you dealt it. So here, here's the thing. <laughs> If you were to close your eyes and pour the beer, um, every beer is dark because your eyes are closed. <laughs> oh my goodness. And that's been philosophy with the wet horse blanket by Pfeiffer. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I it's just it. a, I love it. It's a thing. So, so on the on the nose, I'm getting a ton of coffee coming through. Yes, absolutely. But, so not just like coffee, but like the general kind of like roastiness, like the straight up bean roast, yes, like the, roasted the, bean, right? The coffee bean rather than like a cup of coffee. It, it almost feels like this beer is meant to be like the porter, but a little bit on steroids. If you know what I mean? Like in terms of like the aroma, yeah. taste. Well, I don't know about the taste yet. Tyler apparently likes the taste. I did enjoy the taste. All right. Well, let's uh, taste Let's, let's get into the taste. taste right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. All right. You guys give it a little taste. I'm going to watch for some reactions here. Uh, yeah, we got some mustaches going into the beer. A nice yep. crisp. We do. Yes. Chris taking a little bit longer here. Brett, mm. why, do you, Brett why don't you start us off? Because you, you've kind of got that lingering a little bit more. That's, uh, that's different. I don't know. If I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to play between... What, a six and a seven? No. No. <laughs> no. All right. Um, what are you thinking? Any I think taste? it's... I'm almost getting more coffee flavor off of this than I did the porter. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I would agree. Um, but it's... Like, you... I, I'd say if you didn't see this beer but just taste it, you could probably tell that it's a white stout because it's not as thick right. as you might expect from a stout. And right. it goes down um, cleaner than yeah. a, a regular stout yep yeah it's lighter as scott says right and then on like on the nose again as you said is it's it kind of follows that profile of of a normal kind of stout mm-hmm. but it is in my opinion like a very crushable drink because yeah of of what it is it's a white stout so it is a little bit lighter it's, it's not that thicker the percentage of it is not over the top no um yeah i think it's a very clean kind of beer but uh, I'll, I'll regress some of my thoughts and my comments so you guys can talk a bit well, more about it. And, and we, I think we talked about this quite a bit in our first season, maybe not so much in the second season. But this is almost like an introduction to stouts. If you're, if you're kind of maybe a little afraid to get into even the porter that we had, probably try this first as almost like a introduction, right? This, I don't know. I'm having a different uh, experience than I think you guys are. Okay. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like it's a mixture of the porter and a like a fruity lager. Mm. And yeah, you are having a different experience. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know about maybe it's just the almonds. I hate almonds personally. And yeah, this is. Yeah, I'm not picking up any this almonds. Is, uh, really. This is a bit of a different experience for me. I think. Maybe now that you mention it, I can maybe get a bit of almond on the back end uh, of of the swallow. Um, but I, I think maybe your eyes are kind of playing the trick on you, right? When you think of lager, cause like, cause it looks like a lager. Oh, you know, right? yeah, I totally get it. It looks like a yeah. lager. It's just, yeah. I don't know the taste and I'm not feeling it. Well, okay. yeah, you're totally entitled to your opinion. For I get sure. what they're going I, for. I do think so for, um, I think full transparency, <laughs> it's, it's more of a transparent stout. Yeah. yeah. You get that. Um, <laughs> off the draft. 
I will have a higher rating than the canned. Mm. I, I can tell that right now, um, but it's not going to be a whole lot lower than what I, what I gave it. So um, let's go through the top five flavor profiles. So maybe I'll walk through that. You guys let me know what your thoughts are on it. Sure. Uh, number one is coffee. Yeah, yep. that's definitely that's, number one. That's numero uno. All right. Uh, smooth. Yes. I'd, I'd say it's a smooth beer for sure. Okay. I'll go with light more so, and I think producer Scott agrees with me on that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Smooth. Three is velvety. I don't know what that is. I I, I don't get that at all. Um, That's more for me, a description that I would expect from a a standard stout. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Something that's got a little bit more thickness to it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, Four chocolate. See, I'm not getting much chocolate to be honest. I'm getting more on the back White chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, I think that's where you're kind of coming in with this. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, 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 it's a, yeah, two and, different stories here. And then number five is fruity. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. Not, see, I'm getting more of the fruit. Yeah, you mentioned that. I, I'm getting like a little bit of sweetness also, which maybe that could be. Yeah, I'm getting as the sweetness from the fruit. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting because it wasn't labeled as having any, really any fruit in it. No, that's why I'm surprised to kind of see it there, and that like that's where your like palate's kind of gone is to the fruitiness, mm-hmm. um, because I don't pick any of that up. I think there's. Predominantly, the flavors of like coffee would overwhelm any kind of like fruitiness flavor, anyways. So I'm kind of surprised that you're you're getting any of that yeah. kind of push through. Um, but again, you're entitled to your your opinions on that one. So and I, and I will say, like I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but you don't see a lot of white stouts. Like we were kind of discussing it offline, and we've only had a few, like a handful, five, each. five or six, I think, total between the four of us. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so. You don't see a lot of them, so when you do get one, it there's not much to compare it to, right? Which so I think is kind of the benefit. It, it's a benefit, but also a drawback, right? Because you, you can't say like, oh, this hits the mark necessarily for white stouts because you don't necessarily know what other white stouts are like. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and for me, is like, does this taste similar to a stout? Yes. Yeah. Is it white and is it light? Yes. So to me, that's where I think I kind of came in with. with I, I feel as though, like if uh, I know I've mentioned this a couple of times, like the, from dusk till dawn from Upper Thames, like that is a white stout compared to I. There's a lot more fruitiness going on in here. I don't I don't know why I'm getting that. Yeah, I think but, we but all agree with that. Yeah. Right. Like I, I guess my palate's just a little different right now. Yeah, hmm. but, sure. Uh, speaking of other people's palettes, let's go to uh, Untapped. And Tyler, you have the very first rating. I do. So I got Dan B, not Dan Balzerian. Uh, team chemistry is the handle on November 21st. Always nice to have a nice white stout. Obvious coffee notes. Also very su- subtle amaretto-like almond influence. Four out of five. Interesting. Yeah. Does anybody get the amaretto to this? Well, if you got you, you must have because you said almond and amaretto is basically almond flavored. So there you go. Did you yeah. get that? I I don't taste almonds. Like I I don't think I've had an almond in God knows how long. So I actually don't know what it really tastes like. But I don't love the taste of it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the next one comes from Leah C. Uh, Leah Wanders is her uh, username on Untapped. So on November nineteenth, said coffee all the way. Interesting brew, nutty, light, and enjoyable. And Leah gave it a 3.75 out of 5. So it looks like both of our reviewers from Untapped are getting the almond out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in terms of our ratings, I'll start us off. Um, Out of five bottle caps, I'm going to give this one 
a four. I I am not. Um, I'm going to give this one a 1.75. Wow. I'm I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you. I get what it's going for. I'm just it's just not my cup of tea. For sure. Yeah. So for myself, I'm gonna give it. I I did originally give it a 4.75 in draft. I'm gonna give it a 4.25 in the can. Mm. And uh, producer Scott is actually going to be giving it a 3.5. And Chris, I think you got some math there that's uh, done. Yeah. So overall, that gives us a team score of 3.375, which we will round up to 3.5. And that will conclude the review of Clifford Brewing and the beers that Brad provided today. Yeah. So coming up, our favorite children's books. All right, so we're back for our theme conversation, and uh, yeah, applause. So, uh, th- applause. <laughs> this episode is called Not the Big Red Dog, uh, of course, which alludes to uh, the Clifford the Big Red Dog children's books and movie. And, yes, and, and, and TV, recently released movie and TV series. And, and producer Scott was very nice, took his niece to it. Oh, uh, I think he really enjoyed it. What Just, a nice guy. I think he enjoyed it more than she did. Oh, oh probably. That sounds right. Yeah. right. Big heart. Uh, so, well, we basically thought that why don't we share some memories, go down memory lane of what our favorite books were when we were growing up. So I want to lead this one first, Chris. Yeah. What do you want to do here? So first we'll talk about any specific titles of books you remember enjoying. So, um, I, I don't have a great memory uh, to, uh, childhood or what? Good start. let, Let me rephrase that. Not that I didn't have a good childhood. I just don't have a good memory uh, in terms of going back that far. But I know for sure I definitely had kind of the classics. So you think about, you know, the Hungry Caterpillar. Um, uh, Recently, I was at my parents' house. and My daughter found this book called uh, Sam Sandwich. And I totally remember it. And it's about this these this brother and sister and the brothers making a sandwich and putting like bugs in it. Um, it's really cool. That was uh, just when your sandwich that you just had, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had a spider and everything in it, my spider, spider palace. Um, but yeah, so those are a couple, uh, that I remember. What about you guys? Uh, for me, uh, Franklin, mm. like, let's be serious. Franklin goes to school. Franklin goes down the river. Franklin tries his first craft beer, you know, all the, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite one too. Yeah. Franklin tries an hazy IPA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Berenstein Bears, obviously. Yeah. I mean, is it, sorry, is it Berenstein Bears or Berenstein? Berenstein? Apparently, there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy <laughs> yeah. over it. Yes. Uh, also, the Magic Treehouse books. You guys remember that? Oh, I kind of yeah. yeah yeah. They yeah. had like forty something of those. Um, yeah, I mean that that was. You read the whole series. That's maybe a little bit older to my child, like 10, 11 versus like five and six. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's still a childhood. Yeah, I, I, apparently, I, I yes. classify that. And also any Robert Munch books. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. And actually, I know we, um, the news just came out about Robert Munch a couple yes. of weeks ago, right? Yep. Um, so a fun fact about Robert Munch, besides the other things he was doing earlier in his life, uh, my wife's friend uh, is his dental hygienist. Okay. So... <laughs> She actually has... And she sounds like a privacy breach to oh, me. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Super so fun fact. She, Here we go. She is having a baby shortly. And when he was in there last time, signed a bunch of books for her. Oh, that's nice. nice. So that, I thought that was very nice. That was very nice. And it's too bad what he's going through, and, too. So. Yeah. Um, to kind of kind of dovetail off that Robert Munch piece as well, um, the number one that comes to mind is the Love You Forever book. 
Yes. And I think every, we that, yeah. every one of us had that, maybe. We have four copies uh, hey, from, we have for, three. for my daughter. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad you have one more than I do. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get that fourth one shortly. So it seems like the traditional kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I didn't read a whole lot of books. I still don't read a whole lot of books. Uh, I'm more into, like, I don't know, bylaws and, and legislation. But a little bit different. The one thing was Matt Christopher as, like, a novel. I don't know if you guys read any of the Matt Christopher novels. Are those the ones, like, that were on, like, hockey and, like, things like that? Listen to that. Or maybe firefighting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a busy time out here. Yeah, they were. They were all sports-related. Yeah, like, okay. So I remember those. Okay. Couple I there. stole home, and, like, this guy hit a home run, and, like, touchdown, Matt Christopher. Great books. Oh, like, first that makes me like the hockey sweater, like the Maurice Richard story. Oh, yeah. the hockey sweater, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a good story. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. That's a good For one. any Habs fans out there. Yeah, too bad, right? Yeah, <laughs> it sucks to be you. Chris, what do you got for uh, scat? For what? Scat. Scott, pretty sure. Oh, Scott, he's over there. Scott, <laughs> sorry, I wasn't. You're looking at him. For familiar God's with sake. that lingo. Uh, so yeah, Scott's kind of coming in with some of the same stuff. Clifford, uh, you know, appropriate for the episode. Franklin, uh, Berenstein Bears, uh, Little Critter. That's a a, a good one. Uh, I Spy. Uh, those are good books. And then uh, Screech, Screech Owls. Owls. Oh yeah, yeah. Screech Owls. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. familiar yeah. with that one, but I'll look it up. Yeah, you'll, okay. you're gonna get familiar with it real quick. Speaking and like speaking of kind of maybe older childhood, uh, I'll mention also like I I wasn't a huge reader either. Um, which my, Stein? my mom when she was working uh, was a librarian, so kind of <laughs> brought home all the Mary Kate and Ashley yeah. books for Chris. No, so I I was a big Harry Potter fan, so oh, okay. read all those series, and then yeah, you mentioned R.L. Stein, Stein, the Goosebumps, Goosebumps, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. So those are kind of like the two like novel books that I read. Yeah. And one thing I did want to touch on is growing up in Stratford, um, obviously we have a big William Shakespeare, all the plays kind of like influence. There was a teacher. So I, in my grade two class, we learned Shakespeare. We were lucky because I went to Hamlet public school and we, we learned from the teacher there, but she did a series. (laughs) Who else would you learn from? (laughs) What teacher there? Yeah. So we, (laughs) anybody really, I I learned from you what not to do. Uh, (laughs) not wrong there. So speaking of somebody who used to work at Hamlet for a bit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. My grade two teacher, Lois Burdett, she created a a children's book series on Shakespeare. So we Mm. learned Shakespeare in grade two through some of these books that she created, which she also had like the kids, it was kind of child labor, but uh, you can find these on Amazon, <laughs> Lois Burdett, A Midsummer Night's Dream, Twelfth Night, all of those. Um, and all the images in the book were created from the kids in the class. So she oh, used okay. the images and then it's just very condensed versions of it, but it's very like... Are you getting royalties from that? Or? I was going to say, nah. are any your images in that? Or what? She is. Uh, <laughs> so that's one thing to look at is Lois Burdett, uh, on Amazon, and you can you can definitely check those out. Oh, uh, producer Scott just chiming in here with the Hardy Boys. Oh, a way, uh, not, a not, way not, back, not way Matt back. and Jeff. You know the wrestler guys, just like the actual book itself. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we kind of touch a little bit on uh, on authors, but were there any kind of specific authors you enjoyed reading? Obviously, we mentioned Robert Munch. Um, Scott's coming in with Dr. Seuss. A little bit of controversy with Dr. Seuss uh, lately, but yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a a big one. R.L. Stein we talked about. Yeah, anybody else that you guys can think of? J.K. Rowling, also a little bit of controversy. (laughs) Seems to be all the children's authors and some things going on there. I don't know what it is, right? Now, I guess maybe the, the big question here is, Chris... Brett. Yes. You have children. We do. 
And Ch- well, one child each. Yeah. Yes, one child each. Yes, but as a, as group, a collective, you have we have children. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, Scott and I said, "Nah, thanks." Uh, yet, so not far, yet. yet. What kind of children's books do you have for your your children? Uh, Chris, you want to take this one? Or no? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll, I'll go first. So right now, my daughter is really into, uh, Scott actually mentioned, the Little Critter books. It's really um, Scott. <laughs> what? It's just the way that you said it. It's really that. into Scott. No, no. <laughs> no Little Critter books. Um, uh, Spot the Dog. Um, Robert Munch books. We have a, a ton of those. And just really any book. She actually really, really loves looking at books. Like we'll go to the library, pick up you know, a couple dozen books at a time and she'll look at those for weeks on end. So she loves reading, loves looking at books, looking at the pictures. So, so she does read them or do you have to read everything to her? Or is she like starting to get to that age where she can start picking up some words? Yeah, totally. She like will read a page and then she'll look through it after and she'll remember what we said right. on that page right. and nice. kind of say it back. So that's, that's awesome that she's actually paying attention. Yeah. With uh, my daughter right now, we're big on the Jimmy Fallon series. Mm, yes, the, the dada we, we have and the both mama. of those. Yeah. yeah, exactly. She will bring, take out those books and be like, this! And then you pick the books, like, yes! Yeah. And then <laughs> open the page and read them. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah, being an adult sounds great. Right? Yeah. Parenting. Hey, you know what? Very nice. <laughs> you guys will like it when you get there. Yeah. That's all. It, it's a, I would say um, reading to her is a great bonding experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's a great, you know, kind of tradition because we do it before bed, before naps, that sort of thing. So as we kind of come into uh, December here, as we're, we're here, yeah. What uh, do you guys do? You guys read any of the, uh, you know, Christmas, Christmas stories? Books? Uh, as well, tradition, we do have uh, a copy of the Night Before Christmas that mm-hmm. we do read yep. the, on the Same. Night Before Christmas, um, and I think we have a Rudolph book also. But other maybe than the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yes, that one. Could be the Rudolph one. <laughs> yeah, <be> that one. <laughs> um, all right. Well, why don't we kind of wrap this up? Maybe if you guys have any, um, you know, children's books that that you remember from your childhood, let us know through our Instagram. All right, and that's all for today's episode. Thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite children's book author. So from all of us, and producer Scott, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. <laughs>